Hey everybody, it's Lenora from It's the New Dawn. How's everybody doing? I am really excited today. Uh, this is gonna be a health and wellness, either a tidbit or a whole show. I don't know, I'll decide how long the actual podcast goes. And I am sitting with Mariah Brown. And Mariah Brown is a Yale-trained certified nurse midwife, MSN, with her undergraduate in marketing. She has been attending births for 20 years, managed women's health clinics in Hawaii and Oregon for 13 years, taught at the Chinese Medicine Group College on the big island of Hawaii. I would love to go to Hawaii sometime and is in the process of getting her certification through the Institute of Functional Medicine. She has a deep appreciation and respect for food as medicine, amen, and now practices online as a women's health coach with her eight-week program to help women move from exhausted to energized, balance their hormones and feel turned on by their life, their lover and themselves. I love that. She is a co-creator and co-founder of Beyond the Red Tent. I don't know what that is, but I wanna find out. She also has owned a virtual nutrition franchise for 13 years. She is the mom of three young children, eight years old and younger, and a wife to an amazing personal trainer and physical therapist with heart. So I'm excited about this talk because <laughs> you're like, you're like a soul sister. I love it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Automatically, I think we just understand one another. It's great. All right. I am turning the camera over to you, Mariah. Take it away. Yeah. So gosh, that's just, I can talk about anything I want. I could talk about what I had breakfast for breakfast. No. So <laughs> here's the deal. <laughs> Um, what I say is right now, you know, like I said, I've been working with women. It's now been just about 21 years and it started out, uh, in a very different path in my twenties and had a, one of those life-changing moments where my best friend from high school asked me to be at her birth and, you know, the, the stars aligned, the tears came and I just knew that I had a calling and, uh, fast forward all these years, it's been spectacular to see how it twists and turned and played out in my life. You know, I got to do some work in West Africa and, and heading up uh, international health projects in Nicaragua and, and Haiti. And uh, like I said, I lived in Hawaii on the Big Island for actually for eight years. And so got to teach at the Chinese Medicine College. And what I realized is that no matter in what capacity I've been working, no matter socioeconomic status of women, no matter their age, there's three general things that I feel like I hear from women over and over again. And that's either that there's some version of I'm tired. There's some version of, I feel like my hormones are out of balance and I can't get answers. And there's some version of my libido is gone. And like I, libido for me, yes, that there's a sexual aspect of it, but it's really, I don't feel turned on by my life. I feel like there's a veil between me and happiness and joy, right? And so along the journey, I was running women's health in, in clinics and, and I also was running beyond the red tent, which I would love to talk a little bit about. Um, of course. And it just felt like in the midst of trying to do my craft as a women's health provider, there were two things that were really apparent. Number one was that I didn't feel like I had the full capacity to, to really have the impact that I wanted to have because I was constrained to 20 to 40 minute visits and in my geography. And it felt like I could give women solutions and like, here, here's a fish, this is gonna make you feel better. 
not not prescriptions. The nurses would always laugh if Mariah prescribed because it's not really how, like I can. That's not how I operate. Like people, we can transform our lives with diet, lifestyle, mindset modification. But I never felt like I had the time or energy to um, teach women why what I was suggesting was working. Mm-hmm. And I and I was constrained to the, the the walls of and the town where I lived, and so all of a sudden it was like, no, okay, how can I do this where I can reach women anywhere in the world, and I can have the time with them that I can not only help the transformation take place from a more functional medicine perspective, but also have the time to help them understand why. So that mm-hmm. way, a year down the road, five years down the road, if some new version of a women's health thing comes up, they go, oh. I know what I can change. I know, I know some things that I can eat. I know some new ways that I can think. I understand how the hormones are surging from my body and what's happening physiologically. And I feel empowered to transform my own well-being and talk with my daughters, my friends, my aunties. And, and so that was the next, that's how Beyond the Red Tent was birthed. Anyway, let me stop there. Any questions? Oh, no, I, I'm, how do you think about when I, when you were talking, I was saying, I'm listening to you. Uh, I actually want to touch upon what you think about uh, do no harm to your patients. Did you a- actually ever feel like you knew you weren't doing the best that you could for their health, giving them the traditional way of healing through doctors with medications and things like that? Yeah. That was uh, my problem working as a nurse out in the field. Yeah. was um, giving meds, knowing what I do know about nutrition and the foundation. Right. I, I feel I, about I, that. Well, I think I was lucky because I was, I, no one else was telling me how to practice. It wasn't that I was working in the capacity of an RN having to um, do the things that the provider was asking me to do. I was the provider in the scenario. I hear and you. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Most, you know, it's been 13 years. There's very few moments where I can say, mm, I think I, I did what allopathic mainstream medicine wanted me to do rather than what I really thought was best. And, you know, there were patients that they didn't come to me because they knew that I wasn't going to be prescribing for them. I'm, you know, exactly I'm, the quick fix or the pill or. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And it's not their fault because that's the way it is. You know, go to it. Just give me a pill. <laughs> just give me a pill. Like, just make me better. And um, I talk to other providers that feel this sense of responsibility, like um, almost like, well, I have to give the patients what they want. Otherwise, they're going to go somewhere else and I'll lose their quote unquote business. Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. I just feel like, well, how, that doesn't serve them. In me doing no harm, I, I, I work with, with, with women in particular who are, are ready for change and ready for self-responsibility. And, and so they knew that if they were gonna come to me, I was not, my approach was going to be, all right, here's where we start with the food that you're gonna change. And it's gonna be a predominantly plant-based diet. That doesn't mean you can't eat meat. I'm not gonna say that. I think the meat has its role for sure, but let's make sure half your plate is produce and let's make sure you're getting every color every day. And let's talk about ways to, to, to do that. And increase your hydration and make sure your fire is great. And let's talk about your bowels. <laughs> let's talk about um, from the perspective of hormone balancing, especially when I was running the women's health at the functional medicine practice, you know, the functional medicine approach is if your hormones are out of whack, 
let's say your estrogen and your, and your progesterone are tanking, you know, the allopathic approach is, well, let's just prescribe you hormone replacement therapy. And the functional medicine approach is, well, wait a minute, let's heal the gut. Let's give the adrenals some that's, love. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. The gut, gut, heart, brain connection, health. Yeah. That, that's so huge. So I want to hear mm -hmm. your perspective about it. Uh, yeah. You told me you were going to talk about the red tent. Sure. Uh, I want to hear about that. And I want to hear about, you can take your own path here, but I'd love to okay. hear about your eight-week program behind the rent beyond the red tent yeah uh yep. what you think about gut brain and heart connection so huge so yeah okay so first so the eight-week program was birthed um with the eight-week program i say that i help women move from exhausted to energized balance their hormones and feel turned on by their life their lover and themselves and so it's an eight-week deep dive some of its pre-recorded modules there's um unlimited one-on-one -on -one, um what I call help tickets with me. I have a nutrition coach that works alongside and she's giving really hand-holding with specific recipes and meal plans and sometimes integrating some herbs or some homeopathy or um, maybe some flower essences. And then we have live group calls. And um, so that kind of ties into Beyond the Red Tent. So the live group calls piece. Mm -hmm. So. And in the scheme of things, eight weeks is, is not a long time at no, all. It's not, not at but all. But do you feel like you got to really prep those women for the eight? Because I'm, I'm sure you get, oh my God, eight weeks. That's such a long time. <laughs> do you get that at all? I don't. I haven't yet. I feel like the, um, the women that work they're, with me are ready really, when they come. They're really hungry for change. I don't actually offer up a spot in my course for just anyone. The only way that they can even be considered as we do what's called a breakthrough call where we sit down for an hour and I get to talk with them about what's not working. What have you tried? And really, are you committed to change? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Because I'm vetting them just as much as they're vetting me. And it, I have to feel like um, they're hungry and they're going to put the time and energy in and that I feel like I can really create some transformation in their lives. And I have to feel like they'll be the right fit for the current group dynamic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, it, eight weeks, you're right, is, is nothing. When we're talking about lifestyle change, the eight weeks is just the foundation, just the beginning of the foundation. And it's not some get rich quick. It's not some detox quickly. I'm going to heal it all. It's here's the foundation. Now, hopefully this creates a new lifestyle for the next five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. So then I do have a continuation program that some women end up enrolling in. And then now we, we, we break it down into six month chunks um, mm -hmm. where it's elongated. So we also change and evolve. So, you know, absolutely. there has to be a tweak and yeah. change up what they're eating or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, so the, the, I want to talk about beyond the red 10. I want to talk about this mm -hmm. gut heart brain. Yes. Connection. Yes. Yes. Because mm -hmm. First of all, the gut, Listen, we are, we are only 10% human cells, right? We are 10, we are 90% our microbiome. So the gut is our second brain. It is a powerful, powerful place to be absorbing the nutrients from the food that we're eating. If you're out spending tons of cash on lovely organic produce and spending all the time to sprout your own things and eat so well, but your gut is not actually absorbing the nutrients, we've got a problem, my friend, right? If you are not having normal, regular bowel movements at least every day, 
we've got a problem, my friend. We need to help you actually um, detoxify the gunk out of your body. And I believe that the mindset piece, the energy behind how we think is probably 80 to 90% of the, of the scenario. I just, I just got the chills because I am all about that. Yeah. Not every, it's not everything. Yeah. It's your mind, what you think and what you say mm-hmm. is what right. happens. Yeah. And I see so many so women. Powerful. Yeah. I see so many women. It's gotten to the point where it's like, it almost, they're anxious, but then the, the, I want to use the word obsession. That's kind of harsh. The, the constant angst around, am I eating the right thing? And my Everly well tests, I'm allergic to, to green peppers. So I shouldn't be eating green peppers. And then well, what do I should eat there? And this provider said this, and this like pinball machine of. Well, to be fair though, my, my Mariah, um, there's so much information out there. There's so much and that's like with my clients, it's, it's, I'm an RN holistic health coach. I do mostly the nutritional counseling piece, although I have done personal training and all of that, but, um, uh, there's just so much information. They're so confused. And so, and I, I don't blame them. It's, it's so yeah. hard. Yeah. And, uh, I also talk about being stressed out about too much of a good thing. Like, mm-hmm. You got to do yoga, you got to meditate, go out in nature. Uh, and all these are great things. You got to eat healthy, you got to drink your water, you got to. But I say, like, take your little goals still, even with all the good stuff, and then incorporate them because that could cause fight or yeah. flight just trying to fit in all the good, quote unquote, Absolutely. good stuff. Absolutely. You know? And there's a gazillion experts out there. And, um, even just walking down the aisle in a grocery store, this is all natural. This is all organic. This is, how does anybody make choices? And so if we help hone in on the mindset perspective of what are my belief systems around this thing? And um, do I feel solid within my own container of me? And do I feel centered? Um, and do I do my affirmations and my work and look myself in the mirror and say the things that I'm proud of and celebrate my wins. And all of that will be infused into deflating that little bit, that lot, that lot of anxiety that ends up showing up in all different areas of women's lives. And so, yes, the, the gut heart brain connection is, is big. And, and then it's to the adrenals, particularly for women right? Because mm. women, we go, 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 we do, do, do. We spend a lot, most of our existence in our heads and we're perpetually doing for others. Mm. And you think about that fight, flight, or freeze response. It comes from, it comes from so many different things. It can be coming from, uh, you know, like Brene Brown talks about in the moments of ecstasy and deep love, we will dress rehearse tragedy. And that moment where I'm putting my child to sleep and tucking her in and thinking how much, like how my heart's just going to burst with love. And then in that split second, I'll think of, well, what if something, this is Brene Brown's example. She'll go, what if, what if something horrible happens tomorrow? Like, why do we do that? And in that split second, that little thought is actually the adrenals are going, oh, spike some cortisol. Okay. What's going on? Fight, flight, or freeze. You are stuck in traffic. You're looking at your checking account and you don't know if you're going to have enough money to pay the bills. You have a bad dream. You watch the news that's on in the background. You leave your house. And nowadays, 
there's the fear of, am I going to be accepted? There's political unrest. Am I wearing a mask? Am I going to get COVID? Does this person going to have the vaccine? I don't want the vaccine. I have to have the vaccine. All this spinning is creating a fight, flight, or freeze response. Not to mention the food that we're eating, the air we're drinking, the water we're drinking, I mean, the air we're breathing, the water we're drinking. And the, the physiological response in the body is exactly the same, no matter the stimuli, as right. though I'm being chased by a lion. Oh, and when I know. The, yeah, so fight, yeah. fight, or freeze turns on. Now our adrenals that are helping to regulate our hormones and helping keep our thyroid healthy, when, when you're in fight, flight, or freeze, freeze guess what happens? Gut turns off. You don't need to be digesting food if you're running from a lion. Immune system shuts off. If somebody sneezes on you with COVID while you're running from a lion, body says, I'll deal with that later. Right now, I'm in survival. Mm-hmm. Hormone production shuts off. I talk about stress or bless. If the body is in a stress response, it's not going to worry about the bless hormones the, 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 because it's in survival. I like the way you said that. Stress or bless. Stress or bless. So then we, we address our gut health and we also need to address our adrenal health, particularly for women who are postpartum in perimenopause or menopause because it's the this adrenals what, that are taking over. Um, I'm a big advocate. of I teach uh, restorative yoga mainly mm-hmm. and, and yin, but mainly restorative. And I, I told you I live in a log home and they would come here before COVID. Mm-hmm. would come here. I'd take four to five people. We built the mm-hmm. yoga studio out of like the logs outside. It, the energy is beautiful. And I have been practicing yoga since I'm 39 and I evolved. I did hot yoga, vinyasa, hatha, all, all the yoga. And then as I get older, I um, became a nurse at 47. You know, mm-hmm. all my kids, I have five kids within eight years and they were talk about fight or flight. I just don't know how I ever made it through. You just don't even think, um, but went through school and, um, realized, uh, I was always in fight or flight when I was working and, and, and be, I have a hearing disability and it was, you, I had to be always on, yeah. always on. You always have to be on anyway when you're a nurse, but more because I was afraid I was not hear something. And uh, I decided to go into this holistic way of treating people, but yoga was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to go into my, I got certified in restorative yoga and the, the elements are warm, quiet, dark, still safe. So we bring down that nervous system yeah. where I talk about it. I don't talk that much in the practice, but those elements are going to bring down, you're going to get into the parasympathetic nervous system. And this is like when a nurse will give a patient a pill to bring down the nervous system in order for them to heal. So they're not in that fight or flight and agitated. Mm -hmm. That's what restorative yoga does. Mm -hmm. So I preach this type of yoga because the people that came here, it's like putting gas in the tank every week. They got it. You know, people don't get it because you're in a pose. Are you familiar with restorative yoga? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're in a pose for about 10 minutes or even longer. Yep. So you're not doing, you're not doing anything quote unquote, but it's the art of doing nothing. So when I got trained in this, I'm so type A that as I'm getting my certification for it, I'm like, 
um, give, I don't care if I lose the money. I, I would be in this pose and you have to be still, you're still, you're not doing anything. You're being still. So you're very introspective. And then you are getting in touch with the sensations of your body, which were very disconnected. Most mm -hmm. of us, especially if you've been abused, I've been abused. Um, and listening to the sound and the depth of your breath, it's such a connection. And we, I would be in that pose and I'd be like, oh my God, in my head, I should be shopping. I should be doing this. I should be this. And that's the whole reason why we practice it. So mm -hmm. this has been a lifesaver for me, the restorative yeah. yoga. I bring it up because it's all about bringing the nervous system down. And it's just as important as working out in the gym or running or, you know what I'm saying? Totally. So. Yeah. There's two things that it makes me think of. You know, I, what I heard you say was, um, you know, dark, safe, quiet. There was one other thing. You used four words. What were they? Warm, warm, yeah, warm, quiet, warm, dark, dark safe, quiet. still, still. Yeah. So I'm a midwife. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've attended hundreds and hundreds of births in hospitals and home and birthing centers and all over the world. I'm envious. And, I'm envious of you. That's beautiful. But, but the, the thing is, is you look at animals in the wild, you look at women in having a natural labor experience that's exactly what they, what is needed for the body to feel safe and calm and produce that natural oxytocin so that la labor is smooth. That's what we're trying to create here. And, and, you know, I, my, my husband always says one of my mottos is just midwife it, but it's like a lot of what we need to settle into ourselves and hold our ground and be in a surrender and trusting place is to find that restorative yoga sense within us in our practice, but also out in the world. Mm. And the other thing I would add is tapping. I don't know if you do any EFT. Tapping. I don't practice it, but okay. I believe in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of same idea. You can, talk, you can talk about that if you want. I mean, well, it's just the, the depolarization of the contrast, right? Mm -hmm. So um, helping that nervous system calm down. And so if you're just out in the world, um, if, even if it's just simply, um, you know, I feel stressed, but I'm safe, mm -hmm. even though I, I feel really anxious, I'm safe. And I know that I love and unconditionally accept myself. And it's just something that simple, but anyway, um, I'm glad that you shared that. Thank you. Because it really I is important. It. Really what women. It's so important do. to me because you look around. And I'm not one of them, I'm, I guess, when I look at the quote unquote, the normal people out there, although I don't feel I, with all my meditation and yoga and Reiki and all the things that I'm passionate about, I look around and I almost feel sorry for people because they're walking around in a cloud. It's just, they're not, they're not in that space of beauty and quiet. And, and because I know, because I know, because I was on that side for so long. Yeah. And just to acknowledge that lots of women are going, I don't have time for that. I mean, many of us are, are living really full, very productive, very busy lives. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say out loud that it's the somatic experience. We have to get out of our heads and into our body. And even if it's just in five minute segments, like, mm -hmm. yes, if you could do an hour, an hour and a half restorative yoga class, a few times a week, phenomenal. Every day, amazing. But, and. Uh, yeah, for sure. Can, I couldn't fit also, it in either. Yeah, fit <laughs> in those little five minute 
get my practice, right? My practice mm-hmm. of grounding into my body, feeling my, my butt on the chair, my feet on the earth. For me, it's, I have three kids they are eight, six and three. So, and I run three businesses. So life is full. It's, it's, you know, it's productive, but I get them all in their car seats and that walk around the car for me to get into my spot. That's my trigger where I have, even if it's 30 seconds, that's my practice. I get out of my head. I take a deep breath and then I sit in my chair. And when I put my seatbelt on, that's my trigger where I zone out whatever's happening in, in their yelling and arguing or asking for things, whatever it may be, singing songs. And I just ground into my body and I get into my breath. And sometimes I just put my hand on my heart. Love it. And so for all of us, if we can find that research shows that if you can just, what is it? It's 12 minutes a day, six days a week for eight weeks. And those 12 minutes a day can be in one minute segment. So if you just set an alarm every hour, you're just going to do 60 seconds of into your body grounding. Research has shown that it changes brain activity, brain imaging to um, decrease the chance of anxiety, depression, shift people's mindset to being more hopeful, um, joyous, right? It practice can, can show up in little bits throughout the day. Mm, I love that. Um, do, do you ever ground to the earth? Do you ever take your shoes off and put your feet into the ground and just feel the energy of the earth through your body? Um, yes. Yeah. And um, I don't like cold. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where are you? You're in California. I'm in Oregon. I'm in Oregon. Oregon. I'm sorry. Um, but yes, barefoot walking (laughs) is is so powerful. I mean, I'm in Jersey and I've got outside my window here. I probably have about two, 18 inches of snow out there. So do you barefoot walk in the snow? No, I do not. I do not. But but what I do tell my clients, like, I, I love your little increments. I love, I love all of that. And that's pretty much what I'll say to them. It's the, the, like I, I run in the morning, but I do not recommend running for people that, that it's just because I like it and I'm, I know how to run. I enjoy it. How many times have you ever passed anybody running and they got that look of disgust because they think that they have to run because that's good cardio or whatever. I just like it. What I do suggest to them is to get out in nature somehow mm-hmm. and start with five minutes. And if you're not a meditator, don't go with earbuds, take your, leave your earbuds home, listen to the sound of the birds, the trees, the sound of your feet walking, you know, hitting the gravel on the, that to me is meditation, that connecting with nature. Yeah. If, if, if five minutes, and then what usually happens after five minutes is, wow, this is really nice. I go a little longer. So, so know, look up Shinrin Yoku. Mm, Shinrin Yoku. Okay. It's a Japanese practice. It translates as forest bathing. And so one of the things that I teach women about in the, pers- in the, the modules around adrenal health is barefoot walking in Shinrin Yoku, this practice of allowing the um, forest bathing. Um, it's valuable. And oh, by the way, if you, if you have your barefoot feet on the grass, you're actually um, being able to absorb the magnesium from the earth too. I mean, we're absorbing. Yes. I did a whole, I did a whole TikTok on it. I don't know if you know TikTok, but 
um, that was one of my videos. I had, I took my shoes off, had my feet just grounded into the earth, rocking on the grass. Didn't explain it that way, but feeling that energy that's coming from the, the, the mud, the earth, the grass. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, Just love it. So, um, yes, there's, there's a lot of value in, in, um, deep foundational shift in gut health, adrenal health, liver health, thyroid health, and hormone health. And I think there's lots of women out there starving for transformation. Um, and so it's fun. It's fun to do the work to help them along this journey, incorporating a lot of what we've talked about, plus more. Um, we brought up Beyond the Red Tent, and I didn't mention what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so, looking at my notes. That was our yeah, next so, so Beyond topic. the Red Tent. Um, so once again, here I am working as a women's health provider. And you know, obviously women come in and they're, they're, I'm talking to them about their miscarriages and in some scenarios, their abortions or their experience of menopause and, and vaginal dryness and hot flashes and feeling really um, just in despair and surprised and lost. And one of the big things I felt like I kept hearing was there's been a loss of um, a safe container of women talking with women across generational lines. Mm-hmm. I have this vision of what the red tent might have been historically, where women would bleed together, birth together, and age together, and the grandmothers and mothers and aunties and daughters and granddaughters in the same space are talking with one another about feminine chapters of transition and experiences. And somehow I feel like our our culture has cut that off a bit. And so I was finding that women were coming in feeling really confused by stuff that for me felt very normal physiologically. And I, and it feels like things that all women should know about mm-hmm. um, should is a strong word. What I would, what I would like for all women to know about. And so beyond the red tent, it was initially just like this two weekend thing. Some a friend and I said, well, let's all bring in some women's health experts from all around the world and a bunch of women that will just share their stories about endometriosis and cystic acne and, and irregular periods and fibroids and vaginal dryness. I don't know, you know, and, and in within um, three weeks, it had grown to 8,000 women or maybe a six, wow. it grew really fast. Wow. And um, we looked at each other and we went, wow, first of all, this is a lot of fun. I feel like I'm in like totally in my zone of genius and, and there's a need out there to have the safe container where women are sharing stories and there's experts conveying solutions that are diet and lifestyle in nature. Mm, love that. And so now we're up to 14,000 women and there's the, there's an online platform and there's a Facebook group and then mm-hmm. we have an online membership. And so really in that, my main job is I vet experts and I vet products and I bring them to the women. And then there's a space for women to share and support one another. And wow, I love what, that. Because that's what Beyond the Red Tent is. Mm-hmm. I love that because I do a five pillars of Lenora, you know, for good health and wellness. And one of the pillars is support and community, you know, for, for yeah. achieving good health and wellness. My foundation is always nutrition. And then, you know, that goes and flowers out to your fitness and then good sleep and all of the other community and support huge, especially with the pandemic and um, people not being able to 
have the physical touch and actual presence of people. Mm-hmm. So these kind of communities are so important. That's why, like I said, TikTok, I keep bringing it up because a lot of my guests were from TikTok in the beginning. And I had joined that community when COVID happened and uh, formed vi- a lot of friendships. And a lot mm-hmm. of people came on telling their story, how they overcame adversities. And TikTok has been their form of support. So it's been a really nice tool. So this community that you, for women, how wonderful that is. You know, we need that. Women need it. Plus, don't, do you feel like women come to you and feel like, well, isn't this just supposed to happen? How many times? I've heard that so many times. Well, I'm in my, I'm, I'm, well, it's about, my back is supposed to hurt or, you know, my stomach is supposed to be, you know, no. Mm-mm. Now, I don't believe that. I believe that I'm going to yeah. I'm going to fight this for as long as I can because I feel better at 56 than I ever had in my life. So, yeah, you know? yeah. no, I, I I just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Right. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the your comment around this um, kind of feeling of isolation and, and lack of touch. It's so important. I mean, we really have to, like, I really need women and people that are listening this to to hear. As a species, we are communal. We need touch. And we're living in a time right now where that's very limited. And so I encourage for for vagus nerve care to talk about the vagus nerve because a lot of people are not going to know what that means. Just... So let's just say for your nervous system, for your overall well-being, for your ability to feel safe and calm and centered and and for your thinking to be focused and for your emotions to feel stable, okay? A couple things to do, literally give yourself a hug. Like we need hugs. Occasionally just wrap your arms around yourself. It's amazing. I'm doing it right now for those that can't see us. Me too. Right I love that. And I yes. feel it in my heart. Like I feel this calming and it's crazy. Nobody else is touching me, but just give yourself a hug every once in a while. The other thing is lay on your back with your bum up against a wall and your feet up. Oh, so yeah. I talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Legs so up like the wall. Yeah. So <laughs> like at a 90 degree angle. And just rest. Like if that's your 60 seconds of practice, get into and that. Just, a, just an FYI, that's one of the most, um, uh, that is one of the main poses I do in the restorative yoga. I do four main ones yeah. and legs up the wall is one of them. And that's one of the most grounding poses and most nurturing poses yeah. you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So grounding, stillness and sleep. It's so crazy, but really that's really what women need more of. And if you're struggling with sleep, maybe because of perimenopause or because of anxiety, well, let's address that, but we need sleep. Um, Plus that could be definitely from your nutrition foundation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, people might not like me to say this, but I really encouraged us all to get caffeine out of the body. Take it out. I that's so overwhelming that I say take so, it out for just like 10 days a month. There's got to be a chunk of time every month. Mariah, I, I understand. I do. I really do. I, I, I get it. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to laugh. 
I get, I train one person out of my house now. That's it. Cause I love her. And uh, I go and she, there's a little health store right near our house. I tried to do the least, uh, you know, with COVID and everything. I, but it's a little health food store. I'll go in there and I'll grind up my organic coffee beans. They're organic coffee beans. And I do it right there. That is something I do not like. Um, what is it called? I don't skimp on, I, I, I always get organic and, but I, and I gave up coffee for, I want to say two years. I gave it up. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I don't need more stimulation. I am type A. I don't need that, but I love the feel. Uh, now this is bone broth, but I love the feel of the, the cup in my hand and the, and the coffee in the morning. Yes. And I get what you're saying. Mariah. And, and <laughs> you're not necessarily coming to me with all sorts of symptoms of not feeling well for women who are having symptoms of not feeling well, and they're needing some real gut healing. They're needing their adrenal system to calm down. They're needing their thyroid and the liver to have some healing Coffee is wreaking havoc on all of that. And so what I have them do instead, which I have right here, my hot beverage. Just just an FYI though. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes. I'm just saying. (laughs) What do you have in your mug? Tell me. I, I encourage women to do adaptogen elixir recipes and you can, you can make an adaptogen elixir that tastes like coffee and you're Mm -hmm. still having the experience of your hot beverage like mushroom, that. mushroom, like a mushroom. Well, you can do dandy blend. Yes, you can do like a four sigmatic, a mud water, mm-hmm. rasa tea, depending on what flavors you like. So I work with women helping them create that quote unquote coffee substitute that still tastes yummy. It's their hot beverage. It's the the routine of making it in the morning, but it's um, fueling them and serving them rather than for most individuals, coffee is wreaking havoc on your adrenals and your gut. I, I agree with you. And it's, and it's, it's about forming new habits. It's about, yeah. it's just a cross in the day off the calendar, mm-hmm. another day, but you, there's no easy way to get around it. If you're addicted to coffee, like a lot of people are, mm-hmm. it's, it's or, building if- a new habit. If you think that you need coffee for energy, or if you're one of those people that needs coffee in order to have a bowel movement, that does not count as a bowel movement in my world. Okay. I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think so so either. I agree with you with that too. The other thing I was thinking, and I don't even, we're just going to keep talking. I don't know if there's a limit to how long we talk, but. Well, I try not to go over an hour because people just don't have any attention span, but we're only at 40 Your comment around running. Yes. (laughs) I want to, I want to, because here's the deal. Um, the, the two things that I say about that is one, if all of a sudden you put on your running shoes and you go running, the body goes, okay, why am I running? Where's the wildebeest, right? So there is this piece of, are we, if, if you're already in adrenal exhaustion, adrenal fatigue, maybe running's not the best option. And there's the yes. And if you love it and it brings those endorphins and you're doing it out in nature, that has value too. The piece that I teach women about is um, how to exercise based on where you are in your menstrual cycle. And if you're no longer bleeding, then where you are in your moon cycle. 
And the time to do a run, the time to do weights, the time to do that high endurance exercise is in your ovulatory phase. Mm, And the time, the time to do. You did hear me though. You did hear me that I didn't recommend running to people. It's that I do enjoy it. If I didn't enjoy it, Yes. I, I wouldn't be out there running. Believe yes. me. Yes. So. And you so. feel amazing. There's nothing to change. If you were someone who came to me because you were feeling exhausted, you're having a horrible experience with menopause, you'd lost your libido, you were tired, you were exhausted, you were depressed, you were anxious, whatever it may be, you were constipated, whatever it might be, and you loved running, then we would figure out the right time in the month to fit in running. Oh, interesting. Allow, allow your body movement to be mirroring. I think of it like four seasons in the year in Mm -hmm. Hawaii. I didn't have seasons, but now I have seasons and Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, you run in the summertime. Okay. In the winter time, your bleeding time, that's not really a time to run. That's the time Mm -hmm. that you really do your restorative yoga. Yes. You yes, cool like a bear, the, right? Yes, by the fireplace. Yeah. And, the and you know, if you, think of, if you think about it, it definitely makes sense, right? It definitely makes sense. Um, is there anything else you want to share before you can share some last words of wisdom for our audience? Mm, I think, you know, the only thing, and I think this was infused into what we were talking about, is there's this libido piece. And that's the- that's huge. It's big. That's huge. We should never lose that. Mm-mm. No. And, and to remind women that libido, it, it has its different versions based on what chapter of life that we're in. Um, and it, so much of it comes to, back to, are we feeling inspired by who we are and how we're living our lives and, and what we're doing for work and, and how we're connecting with other individuals as well as acknowledging that our erogenous zone is our entire body and foreplay is all day long. And if you're in a heterosexual relationship, generally speaking, the way that men and women are turned on is very, very different. And so I say to women, what you're turned on by now could very likely be totally different than what it was 10 years ago, five years ago, yesterday, a month ago. We are cyclical, ever-changing beings. And to really, I think sometimes we've, I'm so grateful to look at the change and women out in the workforce. And here I am being a mom and also running businesses and an entrepreneur and, and making sure that I'm not expecting myself to fit into the quote unquote masculine nine to five model. But to know that just like I'm going to do a run or lift weights during my ovulatory phase, that's also the time where I'll put on my calendar that I'm going to be engaging in more creative endeavors in, in my work and I'm going to be out socializing more. Whereas when I'm in my bleeding time, it's a little bit more introspective. It's a little bit more quiet. I'm not going to make a, a team meeting with, with all my staff um, during that time of the month because it's not really the time that we want to be out in the world socializing with everyone. It makes perfect and sense. That ties back to the libido. Um, and if you're suffering from vaginal dryness and vaginal pain, then heal your gut and heal your adrenals. And guess what? The juiciness comes back. (laughs) I love that. That's a great place to end this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have all your information in the show notes. Do you want to tell people where they can get you? And I'll have the information also in the show notes. Thank you so much. 
So MariahBrown.com and Mariah is M-A-R-A-Y-A, Mariah. So MariahBrown.com, while you're there, you're welcome to grab my free adaptogen elixir recipes. Please make those and drink them. And if you're feeling like you're ready for transformation, then you can click on get started and book a breakthrough call. I do ask that if you book that call, you're really serious about transformation. Um, this is not a uh, just quick, here's a supplement and go on your way. And Love if you that. that call that you show up. So I'll give you an hour of my time and I promise I'll give you some breakthrough and point you in the direction of solutions. I might offer up the spot to work with me. I might not. It's all good. Through Beyond the Red Tent and vetting experts around the world, I promise I will point you in the direction of an expert that feels like aligns with what it is that you're longing for. And then Beyond the Red Tent, if you're in the Facebook world, just join Beyond the Red Tent. Um, you can also go to beyondtheredtent.com. We have a weekly newsletter that goes out that's educational in nature, women's health topics, mind, body, and spirit. And you can uh, sign up for our newsletter. It gets emailed out every Monday. And I think that's it. You have an IG. I'll, I'll have that. Too. Oh, yeah. So Instagram is underscore Mariah Brown underscore. I'm not on TikTok yet. <laughs> not you even in the LinkedIn world. Listen, you should be on TikTok. Well, mm -hmm. actually, now the big thing is Clubhouse. Yes, I, I've heard many people suggest Clubhouse. I just them. started on last Saturday. And let me tell you, yeah. a lot of connections, a lot of support, a lot of good yeah. stuff there. Yes. And only iPhones can join now, although that's going to change very soon. But mm -hmm. I am going to, I'm going to say, get on Clubhouse now. So yeah. for me personally, in my realm of... Um, doing my practice and staying out of fight, flight, or freeze. Part of it is not overloading my social media time. We don't own a television. You're right I, about that too. <laughs> I keep my screen time very limited. And so at this point, um, my course is always filled. And a lot of it is, is referrals and testimonials because women have transformational experiences and inevitably they talk about it with others. And at some point, I will uh, branch well, out. Now, I agree with you, though, Mariah, because I had to kind of weave my way back and back off the TikTok and get it. Because for me, my whole direction changed with COVID. Mm -hmm. So I, my motto was I put the personal in personal training because that's what I was doing one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one in my log home here. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't looking to become rich or anything like that because it was just something I love to do with my heart. I taught yoga, nutritional counseling, one-on-one -on, -one, on my couch in my den and um, uh, my personal training in my gym. I have half of the gym, a small, beautiful gym, and then a curtain and then my yoga studio. That's mm -hmm. what I was doing. So of course that all changed with COVID. Mm -hmm. And so I had to figure out what the heck I was going to do. So now the online is everything and I'm not really experienced with the online stuff. Mm -hmm. So TikTok was like, okay, I can do something with, from it with anybody from all over the world yeah. with nutritional counseling. I was doing zoom yoga classes and there are some on my YouTube channel, but it's not the same. I'm very tactile. I'm so yeah. it wasn't the same with me, but uh, for you, you're probably perfectly fine what you're doing. So I would say, don't go on any of them. 
And <laughs> it is true. I'm trying to wean my way off of some of that stuff because I am addicted to my phone. I admit it. It's not good. No well, phone addictions. It's a dopamine hit for sure. It's uh, it, they're real, but it's not good. It's not. It's really not. I'm saying for people who need to make their connections, who need to want to do something with their business collaborations or whatever. I'm and now I'm on a, a podcast right after this. Um, I'm a guest. Uh, I got that from Clubhouse. The guy mm-hmm. saw me yeah. on there and was like what he saw. And the reality is we're in a time where we need to get a little bit creative and think outside the box because life is very different than it was a year ago and how we be act integrate with others and generate income for many has to shift. And I think the big thing is um, for women to give ourselves permission to set boundaries too. Love that. And we do not do our best or serve others the best when we are drained. Mm, Learn to say no, ladies. Learn to say no. (laughs) Give yourself permission. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. There's, if you want to Google Leonie Dawson on, um, it's goddess, you have permission. Oh my God, it's beautiful. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. She's an author. um, And you can read it. You can also, she's recorded herself reading it. And it's, it's, it's all around just for women, just to give ourselves permission to say no, set boundaries. Put on our own oxygen mask first. It's so cliche, but it's really true. Oh my God, I got the chills. You know how many times I've heard that in the past three days? Because I'm all about saying no. I'm I'm all about saying no because I've learned from my health. Being selfish to be selfless is so important. And I'm the most, maybe that's not the right phrase, but I'm the most selfish person there is because I cannot give to my grandkids, my kids, my husband. Um, you know, my clients, I, unless I'm, and I got a lot of stuff I got to do to be mm-hmm. off medication. I'm not saying that anything bad about medication if you need it, but for me to be sane, I've got to do my yoga. I've got to do my exercise. I got to be in the gym. I got to do my meditation. I got to eat really good food. Mm-hmm. So I choose to spend my money on food as my foundation. You know, if you're not getting high quality food, then you need to look at what you're spending your money on. That's, I, I mean, I, yeah, I well, you know, and a lot of people can't afford it, but then you go down the line, say what's the best, next best thing. But if you look at your, what you're spending your money on, yeah. maybe you cannot have so much on your TV. Maybe you can, I don't know, not buy that fur coat or whatever. So you see, I'm, I don't like jewelry. I'm not into fancy anything. I'd rather spend that money on my food because I yeah. enjoy it. I always say to women, if you think wellness is expensive, try on the cost of illness. Yeah, it it, it, um, it is worth the investment in ourselves, in our time and in our overall wellness to to work with a coach. And here's, you know, if if this if you're listening and you're going, yes, but I don't know how find a coach like one of us or there's a bazillion experts out there. Choose one that resonates with you. And stick with that one for a chunk of time, three, six, nine, 12 months, stick with the same mm-hmm. thing. Don't jump, jump, jump mm. and, and help have some handholding, have some accountability and figure out how to work within your budget, within your time constraints to get on the new track, to get on the new path, because it is true. You put high octane food in your body and you get your, your gut firing well. So that your body's absorbing the food that you're eating and you're 
your experience in your body, your mind, your, your spirit, your emotional being, your spiritual being is going to transform. Mm. And this is what it is supposed to be like ladies. For yes. sure. Mm-hmm. We are a proof of that. Mm-hmm. You and I, uh, and I will so say, I love me some earrings. <laughs> Oh uh, no, you're I'm not a makeup girl. Not, no, no, no. <laughs> but I will but give you some earrings. Ah, you're beautiful. <laughs> I'm just, I just choose. I literally, that's really my choice. It's like I not swimming in money, but that's okay. I am very grateful. My grateful is in the morning. I'll, a lot of the time is I'm grateful that I can afford good food for yeah. my body. You know, well, uh, it's I, you prioritize I just, spending on good food. Right. And I don't feel like I, I've, it's never been about me, the jewelry or the fancy stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. if I like that and then I'm like, oh, I got to give that up because I got to get the food, then that causes issues also. No, it's never been a big thing, deal for me. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to get your priorities straight, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Um, so just well, hang out for a second. So you guys, I did not say this in the beginning, but if you will would support me, I would greatly appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate. Oh my god. Appreciate it. Anyway, all my links are below as usual. So if you want to be on the show, uh, you can reach me. My Google number, my uh, my website is below. I talk about the Roar Bar. The Roar Bar is. I am an ambassador. They do not sponsor me, but I am an affiliate and ambassador. Uh, check them out. They give 10% of their net proceeds to feed the hungry children worldwide. They are vegan, but they fit every diet. Their protein is 18 to 22 grams a bar. Uh, you can read the ingredients on the label. It's the only packaged good I eat, uh, all organic ingredients, uh, and they're just really good people. Use Lenny. Capital L, Lenny, number five for 5% off. And on that note, thank you so much for joining me. I so appreciate it. It's been a wonderful talk. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm. You too. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.